Welcome to a special uh, episode of Unstoppable Overcomers, where I have my amazing friend, Jessica Gill, on here. Uh, Jessica is from the Chatham Kent area, and I met this amazing lady uh, about a year ago, I think it was, and she had shared her story on Dare to Declare, and her story was so powerful, and uh, I'm going to let her tell it, but... This woman is absolutely freaking amazing. So if you don't know her, you do need to know her. And with that, Jessica, I'm going to turn it over to you so that you could share your story. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Dorothy. Uh, welcome, everybody that has joined us this evening. And um, get your Kleenex and get ready. <laughs> I didn't bring any. Oh, I should have. I, I got mine. <laughs> so um, my name is Jessica. And I am not an alcoholic. However, I am a cancer patient. And uh, I have been dealing with this disease since 2013 uh, myself. It was a stage one original diagnosis. And um, unfortunately, five years later, it came back and I'm a stage four diagnosis. So what does that mean? That means that um, there's a 28% chance that I will live past five years since diagnosis. So I have on their watch two and a half years left but you know what my hashtag i'm not a stat so not me sorry, sorry. so um <clears throat> to start to start where it began um i was living out in calgary i found a lump um, my mother actually had been diagnosed with uh breast cancer two years prior um i found this lump i went to the doctor we did a biopsy and it was um DCIS, which they call stage zero cancer. Um, once they actually got in and did my first lumpectomy, they realized that there were some invasive cancer cells in there. So um, with that said, we had to go back in and do another surgery and remove further lymph nodes to ensure that there wasn't anything um, spreading through my body and as well <clears throat> to get a clear margin on, on where they took that lumpectomy from. So um, after that, I did four rounds of IV chemotherapy, which uh, made me bald and beautiful. And but, but, um, but it was what it was, and I was still living out in Calgary, Alberta. So if my mother wasn't there, I had uh, some great friends out there: uh, Laura, Mandy, uh, Diane, and anybody else that I'm forgetting: Heather, Whitney. And uh, they would come and just fill in and make sure everything happened for me and life was easier for me that way. Um, fast forward. Oh, sorry. I did, um, I think, 16 rounds of radiation. And after that, the doctor set you free. You're done. So after living this very regimented schedule, um, of, for instance, radiation is every day, but of course, cancer takes holidays on the weekends, so you don't do treatments on the weekends. And um, that was it, fly the, fly the nest, see you later. So um, about three months later, I ended up finding a lump on my left breast, and of course, put my head into a complete tailspin. We ended up getting that biopsied as well. It was uh, benign, thank God. Um, however, my headspace still was not, um, very good. They don't tell you with a cancer diagnosis that the treatment's really the easy part. The hard part is post-treatment when everybody goes away and thinks you're better and your mental capacity is squashed. So um, I tried to rush back into my old life. I tried to go back 
into my job. Um, I was doing oil logistics and um, they asked me to take more time off work and I basically became suicidal in December of 2014. I uh, bought things to hang myself and I, I booked a trip to do it. And thank God for my therapist, Dr. Taylor in Calgary for saving my life. So after we got through that and a lot of counseling, I uh, decided that, you know what, maybe I needed to change my career again, do something that wasn't as um, stressful and demanding. And so I switched back to being an executive assistant because that's pretty straightforward. After you do it for 20 years, it's pretty autopilot for me. And so I did that and I was doing great and having a good time at uh, my employer because I went back to an old employer and um, I started getting really bad shoulder pain in my right shoulder. And I was like, well, I haven't fallen. I don't know what's going on. And I thought because I've had in total at that time, six surgeries that maybe it was just frozen shoulder because you're trying to heal all the time and you don't want to move the arm. So I went to physiotherapy. I went to uh, Cairo. I went to massage and it wasn't getting better. So I finally approached um, Breast Cancer Supportive Care in Calgary, Alberta and said, I think I need a bone scan. My mother had had a recurrence diagnosis as well. So I needed to make sure that this wasn't recurring for me. Um, thank God I did and I pushed for it because they found cancer in my right, uh, right scapula. So um, <clears throat> I didn't really believe it. So I requested them to do a bone biopsy um, to confirm that. And uh, that wasn't pleasant at all, but it did confirm our worst fears that the cancer, my breast cancer had spread to my bones. Um, so for the first little while, you know, you just look at stage four, I'm gonna die. There's no cure, I'm gonna die. And uh, that's a tough reality sometimes. <laughs> But um, I decided that I needed to take control the, any way I could. So um, we started treatment and I had a phenomenal boss and his wife had uh, recommended that I go off to this health institute in West Palm Beach called Hippocrates. And it was a three week uh, stay in a life transformation program, very expensive. And it was there that I realized that I'm not going to die. I'm actually going to live. And I'm going to live finally because I never actually lived before. Right. So. That um, is one hell of an amazing story so far. And I, I thank you for being brave enough to uh, definitely share your story. Uh, we do have a friend of yours on here, mutual friend, um, Amy Brooks. Um, you know, that is so true. Everyone is over for everyone after chemo except for the survivors and and that is so true and i like how you said that um the community of people around you you know is what brought you through the first time and i, I guess as a daughter of a cancer patient um you know i, ch I check in with my dad every day but then you know you don't know what's really going through their head at that time and it it, it must be absolutely freaking scary um, you know, to, to know that you have this diagnosis and it could potentially, you know, 
potentially kill you. But yeah. you know, it's it. But you are like such a fighter. You are just like such an ins inspiration. And uh, you know, I see your posts on Facebook. You know, when you go for your bone scans and and your CT scans and things like that. And I I pray for you daily. <laughs> I really do because I like I've been watching your journey and I know. Um, at one point we had talked about doing some uh, shooting at the range and that's still on, that's still on. I was waiting for the pandemic to like cut it, cut it so that we can actually yeah. see each other. So that is still on. <laughs> My brother's like, oh, for sure, not a problem. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know that backstory, I had, I had shared with Jessica that uh, I had taken my Bible study to the shooting range. My brother is a hunter. He has his license. He's got guns. They're all licensed to him. And, um, you know, and it was the best time of our lives. So I had just mentioned it casually to Jessica. She goes, oh, my gosh, she lives out, out in the country and she loves that kind of stuff, you know. And I'm like, well, perfect. We'll set a date. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah. But, but we're still going to do that. <laughs> we're still going to do it. We are so doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what was your you know, going through all that. And then, um, you know, when you, when, when you said that you had felt like you wanted to end it and you had actually bought the, the stuff to do that for, uh, I thank God that you, you know, decided to reach out for help because a lot of people would not have reached out for help. And, yeah. you know, I, I just applaud you for doing that because, you know, a, a lot of people wouldn't, and I just really applaud you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, it was um, it was just a really tough time, really dark clouds. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I um, made it through that, like I said, and then my uh, wonderful boss um, sent me to this health institute called Hippocrates in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, it is all raw, vegan. Um, fruit is only brought in twice a week because it's still a sugar. Um, I had a breakdown the first probably 48, 72 hours. All of my friends know that well because I was on the phone with them. But uh, the things that I learned there were priceless. Um, the information, because they they take a non-conventional approach to healing yourself. And since there is a non-conventional, or since there is no conventional cure to my disease, I need to take an integrated approach. So learning what I did there, um, again, like I said, was just priceless. And it was there that um, a woman came up to me and she goes, why are you here? And I said, well, I have stage four cancer. And she grabbed a hold of my arms and she told me, you don't have it. Your body has it. Do not own it because then it'll own you. Yes. So ever since then, I don't have cancer. My body has cancer. I go do treatments Right. for the cancer in my body and just that mind shift made me realize you know what i'm not taking this line down and i'm gonna be the poster child for beating it forget it five years here we come you know and uh i i when i went back to calgary after that i had also realized i had broken up with a boyfriend um and i just decided there's no cure it's time to move home so i packed up the truck and I moved to Beverly. Um, <laughs> I didn't pack up the truck. Somebody else did because I'm too old <laughs> to do that kind of stuff. 
and, uh, and I moved home. But So it's been a year and a half and I had a house still in Calgary that didn't sell because of course it's a economic crisis there. Right. So I just left my house and said, God will take care of it because I got to go. So I went and I found a um, uh, management company, got renters, fast forward a year. Um, I needed to move out of where I was renting when I first moved back. This house here that I'm in now became available. My renters bought my house within the same week that I bought this house. Wow. So, so yeah, so now I'm, now I'm in my forever home. I'm five minutes from the lake. I have the most beautiful gardens that have probably been around for 40 years and they're a lot to maintain, but it's just, I'm at peace here. And it was unfortunate that a pandemic happened as soon as I moved home basically. But at the same time, I have taken my own precautions and I have still made time to see those that I needed support from. Right. So definitely hearing your story, I, I definitely hear a story of faith. Um, you know, uh, woven throughout your story. So I'm assuming um, that, you know, because I don't know about you, but I believe that we go through everything for a reason and God's always going to be there with you one step ahead. And like you said, as soon as you went, you took that step, he sold the house and, and things like that. Um, so would you say that that is definitely what's got you through Pretty much every single trial. It, it has, and it's been difficult as well with a pandemic because, again, I left my Christian family in Calgary. Um, I came here. I wasn't able to establish one prior to the pandemic happening. Um, so I have missed that. However, um, I went to Rock Point in, in Bearspaw in Calgary, Alberta, and they're in a big city, they have a big budget, so all of their sermons are online. And actually, after we're done here tonight, every Wednesday they have a stillness hour and we do a scripture and we discuss it and it's live on Facebook, so anybody can join it. But um, it's definitely brought me closer with my faith throughout this situation and more and more every day when I do see the miracles that he does for me. Yeah, for and, sure. And, He's and, definitely how I, in the <laughs> and, and how I worked through him, you know, like I went and I got a CAT scan Monday and there was another woman sitting across the waiting room and she had cancer, I assumed, because, you know, people with alopecia pecia, aren't usually going for a CAT scan in a ball cap when they're bald. Um, so I waited till they put her IV in and then I walked over to a different area where she was sitting and I just reached out to her and just said, metastatic breast cancer, what about you? And she goes, me too. So needless to say, we've exchanged phone numbers. I've let her know, you know, like she's just starting on this journey. I'm a veteran, been doing this for eight years. Fortunate enough that I lived in Calgary. I have so much knowledge. Um, I just am constantly researching here and uh, advocating for myself, which seems very difficult in this province versus Alberta, um, and trying to teach other people um, how to. And, offering people if you need me on a phone call with you i don't mind you need me to get you something you need a ride let me know i don't mind right so um and that's that's how i'm serving him is that through this journey yeah it sucks but you know what everybody else's sucks too regardless of it's cancer or not mm -hmm. and 
you know, and if I can help somebody with hope and even with a couple of the girls in my, um, I, I started Chatham Kid Cancer Support online through Facebook and even a couple of girls uh, in there, we uh, chit chat and we bounce ideas off each other. And I just found some infra, uh, interesting information on a blood test um, that is done through Canexia Health out in BC that's for a limited time. And so I've shared that with everybody. I've gotten it, my mother's gotten it. And what this does is it helps, um, it pulls the, pla they pull the plasma out of your blood. Then in that blood, you will have ctDNA, which is basically dead uh, cancer cells. They will tear that apart. They'll run it through 146 different tests and they'll be able to let you know which specific proteins and whatnot are in your blood so a lot of the therapies targeted therapies coming out now target certain proteins so therefore i'm on one that's working now but if this test comes back and says oh i have this one and this one then they can say oh my god we're gonna go over here mm -hmm. so it's awesome that they're coming out with more tools um it's awesome that i'm able to share this with people because knowledge is power so Exactly. And you're 100% uh, correct when you said you're out there helping people because uh, as soon as you shared your story on Deb's uh, Dare to Share, my dad had just been diagnosed with cancer for the first time. And I was like, I don't want to ask this woman because obviously like she's going through her own hell. So it's like, I didn't want to reach out, but then I did. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was panicking because I didn't know too much about it. And well, not really panicking, because I knew God had him, but like it was is something different, right? It's, I mean, we face other health issues, but we've never faced this before uh, up till that time. And you were just so um, amazing, giving me all the types of information and uh, and things like that. So I do truly appreciate uh, you doing that as well. So um, that's yeah. what I'm on the earth for. <laughs> uh, your friend Julie says the the pain the story gives me every time I hear it is immeasurable. Thank God for you every day on Dan Street. And your friend Diane, so proud of you, miss you. Definitely have a huge support system. So uh, you said um, throughout your story a couple of times, you said that you've definitely had to advocate for yourself. I've heard that a lot lately, um, even with, I've heard Amy's story as well. Um, you know, and I've reached out to her as well. And um, I've, I've heard a lot that a lot of people have to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to get the test needed. And I'm like, that is so not cool. I'll keep, no, I'll keep it clean and say, like, that just blows my mind that we have to advocate so badly for my for ourselves. And my dad's just like, Oh, you know, whatever the doctors say. And I'm like, no, like, yeah, I, no, no. And I even did research with some um, herbal stuff. There's this guy named Jack out of the Kingsville area that helps cancer patients too. And using like a very strict diet and very, and um, CBD oils and, and things like that, that he like, he's, he's cured people, helps cure people of, of their cancer without radiation and chemo. But yeah. Um, my dad wanted to do the route of the medical physician, which I had to respect his, what he wanted. Um, but I'm like, let's just give this a try because <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, chemo is like, and I, I know people have, some people have to have it and that's fine, but it's just like, 
it, I don't know what's what's worse, the cancer or the chemo sometimes, you know? Absolutely. And, and that's it for me. Like, I really don't want to be on conventional treatment at all, but I can't trust my, my, my willpower and my strictness of my diet in order to do that because I would have to be fully, fully raw, fully sprouted vegan. And, and I also would like to really at some point uh, try the Rick Simpson cannabis oil route. Um, I do have a cannabis consultant out in BC named Corey Yoland, and she's actually an international speaker. She cured her own stage four cancer, colon cancer, with cannabis oil. Um, she's cured and helped so many people, and of course, it's at a, it is at a cost. Um, that cost right now. I just bought a house. I have other costs, and my cancer's stable, so I have that in my back pocket as. This is an option that I'm going to pull out at some point, just not quite yet. Right, exactly. I uh, and your friend Heather thanks God for you every day too. She's bawling. Oh. I'm bawling. Stop. <laughs> oh, you're bawling. Uh, <laughs> uh, waiting nine months to get somebody to listen to me was mind blowing. It's ridiculous. It, it is. It totally is. And then, you know, and then you get the diagnosis three to six months, and then oh, but unless you do treatment, but we're really not sure what treatment we can give you. And, oh, let's go to London. For those of you, there's some Americans on here too. For those of you that don't know where London is, it's about an hour away from where I live in the border city of Windsor. So, you know, and my parents live halfway. So like an hour and a half to try and go get treatment that may or may not work, that's experimental. It's, I don't know. I think we could do better in our medical system. That's all, um, well, that's all I'm saying. And, and, and even in my um, my situation, like Alberta ran like an oiled machine. And I understand that they're a smaller province and they have more funds, but their systems were amazing. I never had to worry about following up anything. They were on top of it. When I came back here, I went to London. <clears throat> I was so-so about my care. Um, ended up that we found that my left implant was actually leaking inside of me. Um, it was encapsulated, but it was still leaking. And uh, the right one was capsular contracture, which means that basically it was being squeezed and felt like, a uh, um, uh, what are those little flotation devices? Mm -hmm. And so I had said to her, okay, well, I need a surgeon. And I did a little bit of research and um, said, this is a surgeon that I would like. I need a referral from you brought her the form, everything. Yeah. Five weeks and three days later, I find out that it was still sitting on her desk. Oh my silver, gosh. Sil silver lining of my mother being a cancer patient. And I now go to Windsor and have a great doctor who is on top of my care and doesn't try to make excuses as to why something was on somebody's desk for five weeks and three days. So, um, I will give a shout out to the Windsor Cancer Clinic and Dr. Finke's team. I'm not sure who your doctor is, but we have Finke. Okay. And I forget who his radi radiologist was, but his oncologist is Finke and amazing people. When he had to call yeah. my dad the second time for the second diagnosis of, of liver cancer, the man was on the phone crying and oh. had to hang up and say, you know, I'll call you right back. Just give me a minute and I'll call you right back. Um, so it's, I, 
from start to finish, like when we first started, because we had no idea, they brought us in, they showed us around. They, that was, of course, just, just before COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to uh, go to his first treatments and that was good. And like you said, waiting in, in the waiting room and seeing the other um, patients and the other um, family members of the patients and just talking to them. And it's like you're like a community, close community yourself and just being there for each other and, to me that it made me feel better of, of the fact that, you know, we were going through this. Um, you're not we, alone. Exactly. You're not alone. And and that's the whole premise of why I do the show is because of everything that I've been through. And in those moments you go, you feel like you're alone, but I don't want anybody in the world to feel like they're alone. There's, you know, they just have to reach out and, and Absolutely. That's, that's why we're here. Right. Yeah. And that's why I've even started to use uh, my TikTok as a platform to share my story because um, it reaches people and it helps people. And I see other other metastatic breast cancer uh, TikTokers. And like you said, we just kind of become a community and it's like, we've never met, but it's like, I get you. Yeah, I, exactly. Uh, my friend Jenny, she's from Denver and I'm not sure what RSO is, but I'm sure you might. <laughs> she is a de dealer with oh, uh, yeah. CBD. Yeah. So yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Heather says you're always on the ball. You're on the ball together. Uh, yeah. So if you 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 know um, you have different people too for CBD. If anybody. You might want to connect with Jenny. Is all I'm saying, just to see yep. because she is she uh does is in that as well that's all i yeah. i'll just let okay. you connect yeah uh, sure. I appreciate that yeah rickson rick simpson oil yes i've yeah. heard of that when i was doing some uh, um dr hang yes i think the dr hang was my dad's radiologist oh, okay I, or doctor, I know there's dr springer there as well yeah i'm not sure it was a blur i only met her the one time <laughs> It's a blur. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love sitting in the, in the, your first appointments, three hours and they don't, didn't prep me for that. So, no. and then, and then you have to like, um, and right on the bat, like in those, in your first, you know, do you want a DNR? Do you want this? Do you want that? And my parents are sitting there like, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going yeah. through power of attorneys for the for the last couple of weeks. So, anyways, uh, so as of their power of attorney, I just said I know what he wants and this do not resuscitate if he's if there's any chance of being brain dead. So, yeah. you know, if there's a chance that he's coming back and he's okay, then fine. But if not, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and they're like, and my mom's like, thank you for answering that. And it's just like, well, how are they supposed to answer that when they just found out that he's got cancer? Yep. We don't know what we're doing, and it's yep. mind blowing. Well, um, and 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 to be honest everybody when they get hear those words they think they're gonna die and you know what some people do die right away and that's really unfortunate but you know I mean you've yeah. just gotta realize that acceptance and I'm a control freak I know it's hard to hard to believe that but so having cancer for me has been extremely difficult in the sense of I have to ask people for help my house right now is an absolute disaster but you know it is what it is. My friend, I don't know if Tracy's on here, but Tracy, she comes over and yells at me and folds all my laundry and then yells at me to put it away. And then I put something just on the bed and she said, uh, is that a drawer? <laughs> so, um, 
you know, and I, and I need these things, you know, because these are the things that I miss independent. I have done life on my own all my life. And now it's, it's been humbling through cancer to have to ask people for help and be okay with it and realize that it's not a weakness. It's not a weakness at all. It's just that shit happens and I need help. Exactly. And I'm sure like with my dad, he's got his good days, he's got his bad days, and then he's got his really shitty days. And then, you know, in those days to just leave him alone, you know, yeah, give him what he good. needs. And then the good days, like he's out mowing 10, 10 lawns. He's got a, he's got a riding lawnmower, but he's out there mowing 10 lawns for uh, extra money and things like that. And the man just go, go, goes, he's like the energizer bunny. But on those mm-hmm. days that he's bad, you, you know it because he just doesn't leave his chair. Yeah. And that's kind of how I was yesterday. I had to go into town and get my vitamin IV. And uh, then I had an issue with uh, Life Labs. Yes, I said it. Life Labs. Go to Dynacare. Don't go to Life Labs. <laughs> and um, and I ended up coming home and I couldn't even sleep. I had to take an anti-anxiety drug after laying in bed for an hour because I was still just like... So, and today's a better day, but um, I'm looking forward to actually going to bed early tonight and hopefully sleeping a long sleep. Not forever, just a no, long no night sleep. sleep. <laughs> what is that? I'm up at 3.30 every morning, between 3.30 and 4. I don't know what a long sleep is. Uh, Dr. Gupta is amazing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, she was Julie's mom's uh, doctor as well. And Jenny wants to connect with you. That's the friend from Denver. For sure, we will, Jenny. Uh, the world needs to realize cancer is just a word. It's no longer a death sentence. Um, but four years in, my body no longer the same. It's the n- new normal, and my strength has never come back. But family and friends don't understand it. I, and that is so true. Like 100%. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, and, no, sorry. Well, no, people say to me, like, God, like, how do you just go all the time? And it's like, well, I get 10 hours sleep a night. And I usually do stuff first thing in the morning. Because if I don't do anything until like two in the afternoon, it's not happening. Right. And but if I start in the morning, and I pace myself, and then I just if I'm out of the house, then I'm pretty good, you know, but yeah, I might have to sleep 12 hours that night. And like my mother always says, you're doing too much. And it's like, you know what? One day I'm not going to be able to do anything. So until then, I'm going to always do too much. Because like I said before, I mean, we all go through life in autopilot. And a lot of people don't really live. And nor did I. I was a workaholic in Calgary, Alberta. Didn't really, you know, thought about the mighty dollar and how to get ahead of my career. And now it's a whole different ballgame. And things are a different priority now. And you need to stop and smell the roses. And... Are you stressed out about next week? Because if you are, don't worry about it because something might happen tomorrow. So next week's irrelevant. And for me, it's, I still find myself doing that as well. But I mean, when you live to learn, learn to live in the moment, it's like a stress gone immediately. Yeah. And, and, you know, the fact that the cancer is not in my control, well, it's tough to accept, but it is. So, you know what I mean? I just try and do the things that I can control and um, hope that my uh, doctors reciprocate properly. Well, as a fellow c- control freak and <laughs> ex-workaholic, I'm still working on that, but 
I've, I've learned to let go and just be, and that's hard. That's the hardest thing ever, you know, because you're so used to go, 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 go. And going from one thing to the next. And somebody's like, why don't you just try being who you are instead of doing who you are? And it took me a while to grasp that and really understand that. And yeah. I, I don't have a life-threatening illness, but I mean, it runs in the family and I'm not wishing that on myself at all, but I, I'm cautious because, you know, for years, yeah, for years, I'm just like doing what everybody wanted me to do. And now I'm doing what I love to do, which is out here helping people, um, you know, and showcasing amazing people like yourself. And, um, you know, and, and that's truly what I could be so tired. And then when I go to do my show, it's just like, I'm awake. Let's just go. It's your passion, right? It's it, yeah. it's your passion. It kind of like when I'm helping people with cancer, if I get into a conversation, like I'm just like, okay, well, what can I help? Can we do this? You know, you can do this and this. And oh, did you just get diagnosed? Buy a binder and ask for copies of everything. Top thing I always say to people, get a book and a pen, keep it in your purse. Write down questions, ask the doctor if you can record them during your um, appointments. It's unfortunate in Ontario that they don't have something like they did in Alberta. In Alberta, they had this um, conversation care app. So you could actually, and that's what it was for. It was to record during your doctor's appointments. You could actually, if you had questions as you thought coming up to your appointment, you write them in the app and then the day of your appointment, it all popped up. Asked you if you wanted to still record, you hit record, you ask all your questions and it was quite an amazing little tool so it's unfortunate come on ontario health yeah really i mean because my dad forgets everything by the time he's done the appointment it's like what did the doctor say oh, i don't remember mm -hmm. seriously yeah <laughs> and that's what i try to tell people too is you know take a friend in yeah you know and if if they can't come in get them on the phone and put the phone on speaker yeah because it's a lot of information and I mean, whether you're 30 or 60, it's overwhelming regardless. Yeah. So uh, Jenny's saying, <laughs> you'll probably tell. Yeah, she is a little bit of a control freak. Um, let's talk about anxiety CBD that may help. Uh, Abby Jules is another person that I know too that's in the Mississauga area. Um, she is a doctor as well. Um, and she may know the strain that would be used here in Canada. Okay. Um, you're an inspiration to everybody. Love and appreciate you. From Heather. Thank you, Heather. It's so hard to be in any situation. Exactly. Once learned, we never go back. They will not let us send hemp CBD products across the border. Well, we maybe. I don't understand that because Trudeau's really big on marijuana and legalizing it. So I don't understand. <laughs> Vacuum seal is no problem. Let's just say that. <laughs> He's probably done it a couple times. Oh, yes. You can say how awesome Jessica is, Stacy. Um, she's so awesome that I strive to have her look on life. She's made better person to wreck it. Nice how precious each day is. Her hugs are life. Oh. Well, thanks, Stacy. That's awesome. Aww. You definitely have a huge fan base, and that's awesome. And I'm sure that's what helps you get through a lot of the dark moments or the moments where, you know, you feel like giving up. But I know you, you're never going to give up. 
No, and, and, and that's one thing that I did learn through life, through my career, and even more through cancer is how to foster your relationships. And, and I mean, when I talk to people and I say, oh, yeah, I talked to such a, you still talk to that person? We haven't seen them since like grade four. And I'm like, so, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just nice to, I, I miss my Calgary peeps. I miss them a lot. But when I lived in Alberta, I had a constant anxiety of who's my safety net? Who's my safety net? Who's my safety net? Because I never had one. And like when I was diagnosed the first time, I had a boyfriend of seven years and he broke up with me 10 days after I was diagnosed. So, you know what I mean? Like it was just an opportunity is how I looked at it. Yeah, cancer, whatever. But it, to me, it was like, here's a silver lining. I can move home to Ontario, be around my friends. And a lot of my friends are actually I've known since grade school um be around my family and enjoy my life and ever since I've been here I don't have that same anxiety of my safety net because I know that I have a lot of people holding the parachute here for me and I had a lot of people in Calgary but I have a lot more people here and I just needed that mm -hmm. so definitely needing the safety net for sure yeah. and they love having you back home <laughs> that is, oh and we have another one that's why you're so amazing looking for the silver lining exactly exactly always and there's always one sometimes you can't find it for a few days but there is one somewhere some most times exactly and and through everything too i mean like different treatments and everything gets you through but i think having a positive mindset is really what gets a lot of us through a lot of different things, cancer included. Um, yeah. My aunt was diagnosed. She she went ten years. She had a, a lump underneath her um, lit underneath her armpit. So okay. she, I I truly believe that she knew she had cancer, but she did not like going to doctors. And so she waited until it busted open, which was too late. And obviously she was diagnosed with cancer and it had gone through her lymph nodes and, and through everything. So they said, um, you know, we only give you like a year top, six months to a year tops. And I hate when they do that. Cause how do you know, like you're not God, you yeah. don't know how, what someone's time limit. And when you give us a time limit, it freaks us out even more at the beginning. Um, but her outlook right from the beginning was, nope, I, I, I got to be here for my kids. So she ended up having different treatments and she had this, uh, like a pill underneath her skin, which I know I remember was yeah. one of the ones yeah, that she had. There's, there's seeds. Yeah. I've, I've read up on those for certain kinds of cancers. And yeah. And yeah. she ended up living two and a half years. And, yeah. but I mean, I just, I hate it when they give people a timeline. Well, and, and, and that's just it. Like with metastatic right away, like I said, right away, I was like, okay, I'm going to die next year because I had um, I had two friends in Calgary that died of this disease within a year. Oh, wow. And they went from my healthiness to expiring in months. And um, so for the first little while, I kept thinking, and one of them came back in her shoulder. So right away, that's what I painted my brush with, is that I'm going to be just like Michelle. And uh, Michelle passed away. And then Diki, um, she always called me her good luck charm. And she was like my special friend. And uh, 
I never did tell her that I had a recurrence because she didn't need to know. And uh, unfortunately, she um, passed away as well. And so for me to get my mind around, and I still have those days, because like, for instance, right now, I'm waiting for scan results. And all that's going through my mind is, has it spread? Has it spread? It hurts here. Is that something? Has it spread? Mm -hmm. I, I've eaten a lot of sugar. Did I just screw myself by eating all this sugar? They've delayed my drugs because nobody knows how to do logistical paperwork in Ontario. So now I was supposed to start my chemo last Friday. Well, they still don't have blood work. And I just said, you know what? My life's busy. I'm taking a month off and we're going to start chemo again on the 15th of July. But again, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, does that mean it's going to spread? Is it going to spread? Is it going to spread? So um, it is a very tough uh, balancing act in my head. I um, I do always portray strong and 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 happy, and but I also do try to um, portray those days. Like I have a couple TikTok videos of me just bawling my eyes out because I'm real, and that's the reality. Like, yeah, I know I'm going to die. We're all going to die. You know what I mean? But like, maybe maybe the garbage truck will hit me because it goes so goddamn fast down the road in front of my house. Like, you just never know, right? But it is a tough mindset. And even with my mom, you know, she's on a second line of treatment versus what I'm on. And they lowered her dosage because of uh, her kidney function. And her and I talk quite candidly because we can. And uh I could just tell, I, I said, you're afraid to die, aren't you? And she goes, I am. And I said, no, I said, hang on a minute. And so I'm on um, this metastatic breast cancer website. And I just wrote on there, um, I need to know, I need some info of how many uh, types and lines of treatment there are for MBC. This is what I have. This is what my mother has. Thank you so much in advance. Well, that's how we found out about the follow-it test that I just explained about. It also, a couple of the um, other ladies in that group had posted pictures that they had gotten out of different um, presentations. Because I know that there was like the anti-cancer summit recently and an immunization, uh, immuni immuni immunology um, one that's just recently happened. And it's just, you know, the, the information. And then I showed my mom and I'm like, see, like, so it's just... Uh, I love helping other people because then I don't think about me. <laughs> so. Wait a minute. Okay. We just had a conversation before we went live about self-care. <laughs> so Miss Jessica, what do you do for yeah. your self-care? <laughs> well, um, I go for a two hour massage every three weeks. I, uh, this weekend is uh, my birthday weekend. So I have um, got myself and, uh, the man in my life, a hotel room over at uh, the Wandering Dog Inn on Peely Island. Ooh. And uh, we're going. My Our phones don't work over there. That's the key. And, uh, you know, I just need time to just, like, not have to make a decision. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be, like you said before, I just want to be. I want to meditate. I want to get grounded again and and you know, re regenerate so that, you know, when I come back, I can be, okay, now what do we have to do again? Because right now I'm, I'm really tired. I'm really frustrated. And I'm really um, stressed out because I'm waiting on these results. And I can only make so much pickled asparagus and strawberry jam. 
It sounds amazing. It truly does. And that's funny that you said the three hour massage because I just went for a 45 minute massage before I came home to do the show. So I, I would like love a three hour massage and so would my body. Two, two, two hours, oh, but oh, two every, hours. Every, every, three, every weeks. three weeks. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I got that messed up. See, it's, I mean, trust me, I'd love a, I'd love a three hour every two weeks, but uh, maybe when I win the lottery, I'll hire a chef and a masseuse and my life will be set. Well, I have the winning ticket for tomorrow night's draw, and, um. <laughs> and 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 I already told my amazing masseuse, uh, Mary Les Bronze, if you need a massage therapist in the Windsor area, please see me because Mary Les Bronze is absolutely freaking amazing. Just putting that out there, and I told her that uh, her and I will have a date weekly, and possibly even daily. Yep, <laughs> because uh, like. My neck, my neck and my shoulders and my back are all full of knots having to deal with the stuff that I've been dealing with. Um, so anyways, so yeah, so I, her and I are going to have a weekly date. That, and, that, that, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, Diane says you have an amazing dog who loves you as well. Yes, I do. I love Amy's advice here. She told her oncologist that uh, she had checked herself over naked and found no expiry date on herself. So she's not listening to expected <laughs> dates. I love that, Amy. I love That's that. Hilarious. Oh, <laughs> she uses self-care to continue to help herself and rejuvenate her love for helping others. Yes. And happy birthday tomorrow. 29th. Again, 29th again, 18th anniversary of my 29th birthday. <laughs> Everybody's doing the math now, Carrie. That's not morning. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's really funny is I, I wondered why we got along so well after knowing each other for like hardly next to no time at all. But we are like four days apart in birthdays. So that is actually truly amazing. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> The zodiac sign thing, we get it. We totally do. Yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we have about close to 14 minutes left. Is there any last minute thoughts or does any of our viewers have any questions for Jessica? Please write them in the comments. Uh, or any last thing that you want to leave our audience with, Jessica? Words to live by. Life is short. Don't watch it go by. Live every day. Don't live with regrets. Don't ask permission. Beg for forgiveness. I love that. Um, take time and smell the flowers. Watch a sunset. Hug your dog. Hug your mom. Call your best friend. Because it's those things. Not the, not the tag on my purse or my clothes or where I live, it's irrelevant. And it took me a long time to realize that. So the words to live by is just don't live with any regrets and be good or be good at it. And I prefer to be good at it because it's a lot more fun. And fun is the key to life. I truly yeah. believe that. Yeah. I, it took me 40 years to figure that out, but I, I yeah. finally did. <laughs> Yeah, live in the moment. Don't give a sh what other people think of you is none of your business. Who cares? You know, like 
just be you and love yourself and your light will just emit. And if anybody doesn't like it, they're jealous. So, so just be you and be authentic and don't live your life for anybody but yourself because life's short and the clock's ticking. So exactly. Yeah. And uh, your friend Katie says that she's known you since Skinner and she knows your damn age. <laughs> Button it. <laughs> but she loves you so much, my beautiful friend. I love you too, sweetie. And Miss Shelby Rose oh. loves you too. Hi, Shelby. And Cindy. Hi, oh my gosh, look at all this love. Yeah. Hug your mom and your besties. <laughs> Thanks, lady. Thanks, Jules. Get busy living. That's right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Because like you said, whether you have cancer or you hit, but get hit by a Mack truck, our time is we yeah. don't know. And very limited. Live life and have fun. Yes. So does Katie have cancer too? Or had cancer? Katie is a survivor as well. Okay. And that's how Katie and I got reconnected after all these years because we both had cancer right at the same time, I think. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so I am throwing this out here. I know that June was breast cancer, or not breast cancer, cancer survivor month. And that's why I opened my platform for to more than just Monday nights. But because cancer is a big part of my life as well. And I want to honor all cancer survivors, cancer patients, anybody who wants to tell their story. I am going to open it up for the month of July and possibly forever. Um, Monday nights will be my the main show and then anybody who would like who is a cancer survivor or cancer patient that would like to um, come and share your story um please contact me here on facebook at uh, dorothy graham odell or on linkedin at dorothy ann graham odell or you can and, reach out to me if you know me and then i'll connect you yes that too um but i i, I really want to honor the men and women that are out there fighting this disease um that have it but it's not that their body has it but they don't have it let's put it that way i like that and i'm, I'm yeah. sticking with that uh and i have had a, a a lot of amazing um people share their story on here uh, such as jessica so jessica like i tell you you are absolutely amazing and such an inspiration and i thank you for coming on here um thank you so much for the invite dorothy I love it. And this is what I'm supposed to do. And I like to spread my word, spread my story and help wherever I can. Yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. And I love what your friend Katie has to say. You're right. It's not just, it's not just a one month um, thing. So I actually had a plan because I've always wanted to do something. I've had this dream to go to uh, six kids hospital at Christmas time and just love on them and, 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 things like that. But I also, I threw this out two shows ago where I wanted to do that at the Windsor Cancer Clinic. And because I know you see these, you see these people, men and women, it's shocking when you go in for the very first time and you see everybody lined up as they're doing their chemo rounds, right? And some of them look absolutely amazing. And some of them look like they're on death's door. And I just want to hug them all and say, hey, you're not alone in this fight. And I'm here and I really, uh, I'm gonna contact the Dr. Alfinke closer to um, Christmas and see if that's possible with the pandemic and everything. And uh, I really wanna do that. I, I really, 
I mean, I want to do it all year round, but let's start, let's start with one thing and, and continue. Um, but I, I really, it is home, right? And yeah. And I would love to help you with that initiative. Count me in. I um, have a contact at the cancer center named uh, Brooke and she does a lot of the peer support stuff and um, she would be able to probably help us as well um, get an initiative like this um, started and uh, then if you like we uh, you could do it at an annual thing or, mm -hmm. or whatever we can blow or this shit up. that's right we could do it like a monthly thing once the world yeah. opens up again uh, <laughs> and they allow us to do it. I love that. I'm so glad I, I, I spoke that out because it's it's been in my heart for years, like absolutely years. And it's like, why am I sitting on a dream that's been there forever? And I need to stop that shit. So, yeah. you know, because yeah. people don't know how much I care until I'm out there and I care. Like I have the biggest heart next to you. And, uh, you know, and I think we could definitely encourage a lot of people. And absolutely. You know, yeah, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I think you're onto something there. No? I think so. <laughs> but then again, I'm biased. So <laughs> and we'll start in Windsor and we'll work our way around the globe. How's that? Hey, absolutely. I got some pretty good connections around the globe, so perfect. <laughs> Once the border opens, who knows what we'll do. Right, right. <laughs> I have friends in, in Wisconsin now in Chicago. Shout out to my girls out there. So right. we'll, we'll see what happened. One of them's a doctor. So I'm sure we should be able to, to get more around the globe. And travel, travel while sharing love and inspiration. I love that. Absolutely. Sounds perfect, doesn't it? Huh. Oh, wow. Okay. I just, <laughs> my dream just like exploded in front of my eyes here. Like you have no idea. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Jessica. That's your inspiration. I want wow. to shout out to Tim Sean because Tim Sean gave me the idea to um, host uh, cancer survivors on the show. And I want to shout out to you uh, for exploding that dream uh, just now. So well, and your nephew's you. here. Uh, thanks, buddy. I say I'm you're sure to Vegas when the border opens. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's I'm definitely itching. <laughs> I need a Vegas trip. I need, I, I need a culinary Vegas trip. High-end dining only. Ooh. I was, yeah. was going to say, that sounds like a story. There's well, a no, story that's, behind that's, that. that's going to be the next trip is that I love food and I miss the culture of food from Calgary. And I'm not a gambler. So the next time I go to Vegas, it's going to be high-end dining only. And I do have a friend in Vegas that will help me plan this to get me into these restaurants. Ooh. So it should be good. That's right. God is working through us all right now. That's absolutely right. Katie says, count her in too. Awesome. <laughs> oh, there's a story. <laughs> Julie, you just never mind. <laughs> we can go off air with that, ladies. I'm one of my hero. <laughs> She's doubly in. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. awesome. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody's in. Everybody's in on, on, on the world tour. Oh, world tour. There we go. Okay, we, need to, we need to write a book about this and then go on tour and sell the book. We can do that. Ah. Okay, yeah. I have so many things going through my head right now. Holy crap. Well, you I, need I won't to, be able to sleep tonight. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. You need to sit there with a pen and paper and start brainstorming ideas. And uh, if if you need any, if you get stuck, let me know. And then I'll take, that, I'll take these two and then we'll go. <laughs> we'll we'll be in touch after our birthdays and and see how it went and uh yeah we'll definitely be brainstorming and yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk uh, we'll talk over guns yes guns guns ammo i love yeah. it <laughs> guns, guns and beer works for me perfect what's your favorite beer uh, I don't really drink beer. Who am I kidding? Oh, I was gonna say I, I like a, I like a good Manhattan, and I like a nice big doobie. But I mean, I'm not really a drinker. Well, I can connect us with both of that. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. Uh, isn't her smile amazing? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, Jessica, this has been truly what I needed for the day. Thank you so Thank much you. for for being on here. Uh, we laughed, we cried. We have definitely exploded our dreams here. And I, I, I definitely got to go back and listen to this one for sure, because I have missed a bunch of different things. I, I, I was making, honestly, I was, I have a whole page of notes here uh, yeah. from your talk, but I have to go back because uh, there's just so much in this uh, episode. And if anybody, if this resonated with anybody, please share the episode and get it out there so that we could get um, more people hearing Jessica's story and seeing how awesome she is. And um, really, uh, I, I know her story resonates with a lot of people and a lot of people can definitely um, be helped by this episode uh, as well. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be absolutely amazing. And if you're listening from the YouTube channel, Unstoppable Overcomers, can you please like and subscribe to my channel? Please, please, please. That's all I ask. Um, again, Jessica, thank you for coming on and thank you to our amazing guests for being here tonight. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, seeing how much love that you have here in the comments, Jessica. And uh, I'll connect you and Jenny as well. Yeah, And I really appreciate the opportunity, Dorothy. I love to share my story. I love to just let people know that I'm real and authentic. And um, like you, I'm going to do a little plug here. If you'd like to follow my story, I am a plus 40 TikToker. And I can be found um, the Sassy174, T-H-E-S-A-S-S-Y-O-N-E-7-4. And uh, I post on there, try to do it daily. And um, it's just real uncut, unfiltered content. So, but what was that again? again? I'm going to try and tape it. It's the Sassy One 74. The Sassy One O N E or One? One O N E. Oh, and the number four? Uh, seven four. Yeah. Seven four. All right. I'm putting it in the comments. Awesome. There Thank we you. go. Check her out. I'm going to go check you out later, too. <laughs> I didn't know you had a TikTok thing. I do. I do. I'm so. not really on TikTok, but I, I will go do that. Yeah, please do. It's a, it's, it's a good platform. And, I mean, if you have time to spare, you'll be caught down the rabbit hole in like for four hours and then be like, oh, my God, where did those four hours go? I don't have four hours to spare. <laughs> She wanted to know, Katie wanted to know if your Toronto wardrobe change made TikTok. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. 
my wet pants, no, and I didn't have to put my gym shorts on, but uh, <laughs> just hustle, people, hustle. Oh, I love it. I fear there's more of a story. I can feel there's more of a story there, but we'll let it go for now. And maybe we'll have Jessica back on at a later time so she could share that story. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dorothy. I really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate everyone um, taking the time to uh, come out tonight and listen to my story and listen to what Dorothy has to say. And uh, everybody have a great long weekend. Exactly. Toodles for now. Adios, everyone. <laughs>